You're listening to Culture Camp. Tune in each week to hear from an amazing lineup of athletes, CEOs, founders, and more who have created winning cultures in their organization. Each will share the secrets to creating a culture in your business that will lead you to thrive. Are you ready? Here's your host, Jason Haugen. All right, welcome back to another episode of Culture Camp. I got a good one here for you today. I got Mike Manfrey. Mike, welcome. What up, man? How you doing? Appreciate you being on here. Mike, you are the the founder and CEO of Evolve Culture. Yes, sir. A nutrition coaching company. You got 11 years experience with nutrition coach with nutrition coaching and you won the 2017 overall FitCon. Yes, sir. That's called the Salt City Showdown, right? Salt City Showdown. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was actually the first show that uh, they made program. So there was amateurs and pros. Right. It was the first show in Utah they ever had that. Really? So it was pretty remarkable to go there and win that show. I remember does that it was that show. This sounds weird. That I remember this was Jeremy Bundy was at that show, wasn't he? Because his, his girlfriend Narman was. I think was, I believe he was there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. I remember that. But yeah. I, I was at the show because I remember Jay Cutler was there, mm-hmm. and I remember going just going to the Fit Con or yeah. the Salt City Showdown. After yeah, yeah. That. yeah. It was a pretty big deal to win that show. I mean, you know, I'm only five seven, 150 pounds, so to walk away with you overall was pretty impressive. Dude, it's it's so. a, it's the biggest show in Utah. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it, it, at yeah. the time it yeah. was. Yeah. At the time it was. Yeah, no, so, it, I mean, yeah. it was the only really pro show we had. Of course. Yeah, no, that's a huge. Yeah, it was exciting. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm really excited to get you on here. We're going to talk a lot about nutrition, how important nutrition is, and then just kind of how you've grown your, yeah. grown your nutrition coaching um, business. But what I want to first start at is you got an amazing story. I've heard you got an amazing story. And just like to, you know, start in of like what made you get into fitness and yeah. kind of, you know, from the beginning and then also take fitness into entrepreneurship and kind of all that's kind of panned sure. out. So you can go back as far or as whatever you want sure. to start. So. Yeah. So I started uh, in law enforcement at 22 years old. I was actually 21 years old and I, and I, me and my buddy made a bet to go apply with the, with the sheriff's office really? just as, a, as a joke to see if we'd get on. I got hired on, he didn't. <laughs> and uh, so uh, I went to the police academy at 22, the sheriff's academy. And, um, I did that for about seven years. Really? From here, 2006. Here in Utah? Yeah, here in Utah. Okay. From 2006 to 2013. And um, dude, after a few years, I realized the glamour of like having a, a badge and a gun wasn't as exciting as I thought it was going to be. Right. Right. It made me grow up quick. Because um, when you're 22 with that kind of power, you're, you know, but after a while, you're kind of, you just, it just wasn't the job for me. I started right. becoming a little more negative. The stuff you see on a daily basis, you know. Um, and so I just realized this was not the path for me. Right. And that would be tough. I mean, you're seeing crazy, crazy, you're seeing crazy stuff. Yeah. And you know, the, the sad part is you have this crystal ball of you're able to look at someone that's been it for 20 years and see what their life is like. Right. Now I have a lot of friends that done it for 20 plus years and they are completely happy and they, and they still love their life. But a lot of people that were in that, in that space, in that law enforcement business, I would look at someone at 20 years and go, dude, I don't want to be you. Right. I just don't. And so when I was able to kind of look at them and go, ah, that's not where I want to be in 20 years from now, you know, it kind of almost scared me where I better do something right now. I have the time. I have no kids. I don't really, all I'm, all I'm taking care of is myself. Right. If you have a family in that job, you know, good benefits, you, you, you're almost like you're stuck. And right. I felt bad for a lot of my buddies. When I left the sheriff's office in 2013, a lot of my friends, I can tell they wanted to maybe take that leap with me, but they had a family. Right. And so I understood why they couldn't leave. Right. You know, so when I left, I actually met my mentor in 2011 because I was going to do a bodybuilding show and a buddy of mine. So I was a personal trainer at 24 hour fitness Okay, for almost 10 years. Wow. Cops don't make that much money. While, so while I, you were in sure, when I was in law enforcement. Yeah. Yep. Uh, as, as a side hustle. Right. And I love working out. And at the time, this is back in, you know, the early 2000s where you need a certification. They're just like, Hey, you look good. You want to, you want to start training some people. Right. Like, Great. So a buddy of mine that was another trainer, he goes, Hey dude, go hire this guy. If you want to do a show, he, he tells you what to eat. And at the time I'm like, don't you just work out more? (laughs) Right. Wait, you you have to eat good to to be fit. Right. Right. This is crazy. So I was like, I'm gonna go hire this guy. And I sat down with him and I was blown away with what he was telling me as far as nutrition and how your body responds to certain foods. And and so I literally, that moment I go, dude, what do I got to do to shadow you? What do I got to do to be you? Right. right. I'll be the janitor here. I'll clean toilets. Tell me what I have to do to do what you do. Right. Teach me the ways. Right. right? Cause I don't want to go up on my own and make all the mistakes. I just want to follow someone that's already successful and do what they're doing. For sure. Which a lot of people don't, they won't cause they're, you know, too big of an ego. Oh my gosh. There's no, there's no reason to reinvent the wheel. Just Dude. find a mentor like you did and just, yeah. you know, follow them, do what, do what they did. Of course. And maybe Why you could tweak it a little bit different. Yeah. I mean, 
that's me. Like I'm, I'm the first guy to be like, Hey, like, you know, I, I walk right into target. I'm asking someone, Hey, where do I go? Of course. I'm not sitting here walking around saying, Oh no, I can find this. Yeah, yeah. I don't have time for that. Like you don't got time why? for that. Right. Yeah, so you just, just move on. So you yeah, find that's something awesome. that's successful, mirror what they do. And again, like you said, maybe tweak a little bit, but right. so I met this guy, he ended up being my mentor. And so for two years from 2011, 2013, I kind of shadowed him. I, you know, I was kind of just sitting in his office all day, see how he speaks to clients, what he's doing, what's the system. And I was just reading books like crazy about nutrition and just uh, the sales Bible, which was one of my favorite books of just, you know, cause we're all in sales, right? We, we like it or not. Right. And so um, once I was with there, him for about two years, I finally was able to take that leap. Cause I remember him telling me with you, with you being in law enforcement and trying to be a nutrition coach, it's hard to do both. Right. Cause I would be in, I would work my day job from six o'clock in the morning till two o'clock in the afternoon. And then from three to eight, go, start, you know, go see clients. And wow. it was just a hard day. Right. Did you, were you married at this time or no, I was single? Okay. No kids. So I was able to do that. Yeah. But I remember just being burnt out every day. And so he goes, dude, you got to take that leap. And I couldn't because it's a commission based job. So I, I still had, I still had a mortgage to pay for. I still had bills. Right. So I told him the minute I can make as much money as I do as my law enforcement job, which is not a lot, unfortunately, I'll quit this job, my law enforcement and do this full time. Took like two years, honestly, because I wow. was just, for six months, I wasn't even seeing clients. Right. So um, anyway, I took that leap of faith. It was July 3rd, 2013. Wow. The day right before, right before, you know, the fourth. The fourth. And sure. so, and you know, a lot of people, what they said to me when I left, when I was leaving that job, every single person that was in that space in that law enforcement career, they all said, you're an idiot. Really? You're leaving this job. You have 13 years left to collect a paycheck forever. Right. To them, 13 years was not that much time. To me, 13 years. Oh, a lot can happen in 13 in, years. Oh my gosh, dude. I was like, in 13 years, I might not make it. Right. I, I don't think I could make it another 13 years. I was wow. only in for seven. Now, if you're in for 14, 15 years, okay, stay five years to collect your, your, your paycheck. Right. So you gotta be, get so it. 20 years, you get you get a, a what do they call it, pension in, sure. in law enforcement? Yep. Okay. Yep. Which, so everybody's just shooting for that 20 year mark. Of course, of course. You know right. what happens though? I've had a lot of, a lot of my friends lose their pension at night, year 19, year 18. Really? They do something stupid. They do something where the department doesn't back them up and you can lose your whole pension, dude. Really? I didn't of course, know that. Of course. I don't think a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. yeah you, oh, accidentally, you accidentally shoot a kid with a BB gun or you accidentally, you know, you do something that you thought was in good faith and it's not, the department won't back you up and they just took away your whole pension. Oh, wow. and by the way, you're getting sued by the family member that you maybe shot. Right. Right. Or did something bad to you. That's, that's a tough. It's crazy, man. So what if I make it 18, 19 years and I'm getting ready to retire and I do something, you know, it's, it's easy to, to, you know, um, look from a, a 30,000 foot view and go, you shouldn't have done that. But when you're in the moment, right. You know, you just worried about yourself and you're worried about your safety. Right. So I don't want to be that guy. Um, so once I left July 3rd, 2013, it was when I realized when every single person, my close friends that I was working with said, you're an idiot for doing this, dude. What the hell are you doing? Right. You're leaving this, you're leaving for a commission-based job. Good luck. We'll see you in a year. A lot of them said, we'll see you back in a year from now. Wow. And it just made me grind even harder, dude. <laughs> I remember leaving there going, I'm never coming Motivation. back. Motivation. I'm never, I'm never putting this uniform back on again. Right. And I still right. have close friends that are in that, in that, in that career, but it should, it wasn't for me, dude. Working for someone else was not in the cards for me. Right. It's just not. Right. So, were you like that ever since? Like, do you think even before you were in law enforcement, ever growing up, like, did you have any, I'm sure you had jobs before then. I did. Yeah. I think, but when you're 20, 19 years old, maybe at least for me, that my, my mindset wasn't there. My mindset was to get a job. You know, my dad was an old school guy, right. get a job, work nine to five, you know, or do it for 40 years. Was it because of this mentor that you were like, there's, there's more to of course out there for me. And, I mean, that's why, I mean, I, I talk about this a lot and you know, people listen to this probably drive crazy, but like defining moments, you know, you sure. can always kind of go back to something like a defining moment of like, you were on this career path being, you know, in law enforcement and all of a sudden you met this mentor yep. and like, there's so much more, yep. you know, and you know, I don't know where it was. It was wherever it was in your, your, your moment that was like, sure. okay, I'm going to make a decision to, to move on. And there's so much more out there than law enforcement and you know, nothing against law enforcement. We definitely no, need them. Oh my gosh. You know, I back, I love them. Like got to have them. Some of my best um, friends are still cops. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's, it's it's definitely a commendable job. It's just, it's not for everybody. Right. And it's better that you realize that sooner than later in that type of job. For sure. If it's not for you, get out. It doesn't mean it's bad. It's just not for you. Right. Which is so, it's kind of surprising because a lot of people think that's like, you know, you get in here there forever and you can't get out and this and that and the other. Yeah. But, you know, I, I'm finding out that, you know, it's, it's kind of, for some people, it's everything they dreamed of. And some people, it's not all they thought it was because there's so much more to 
what the public sees of sure. law enforcement. There's a lot in the sure. back end and a lot of politics. Especially this and day and involved. age. Oh, what's it, going on now? It'd be oh my so gosh. hard. So hard. I mean, there's a, a, a like a, a massive movement of law enforcement resigning. Of course. And they're having a hard time. I'm seeing every time, because you know, we advertise yeah. our company on Indeed and all these, you know, ZipRecruiter. Sure, sure. A ton on there for law enforcement mm-hmm. or looking for even, you know, quote unquote, those dream jobs. Like I saw some for the FBI and I got some buddies kind of in that space and I'm like, what's going on? They're like, we can't hire anybody. And I'm like, what? Like, yeah. how, like, like 15 years ago, that was like, oh, you're in the FBI. Like you walk on water. Like that was the most amazing you know, job in the world. And now you can't get anybody to even apply is what, you know, what I'm hearing. That's from, the from problem them. they're running into. They're seeing all these issues with law enforcement, but it's like, well, who are you going to hire? Right. You're probably scra- scraping from the bottom of the barrel, most right. likely. Right. So it's like the, the candidates you're getting now aren't even that good anyway. So it's like, what do you expect? Right. With, with what you're paying these people. Well, and it's like, right? the, it's the culture, you know, culture camp, you know, all about this podcast, the culture that's created right now around kind of law enforcement that people are like, no, I don't really want to, Yeah, you know, everything is, you're walking on eggshells everywhere you go in in anything. And like, you know, now that people are losing pensions over stupid things, sure, that might be an excuse, you know, not saying that the government doesn't want to pay us our money, but you know, that's an, it might be an excuse to say, oh, you did that wrong. Okay. We're going to take away your pension. And then then what do you do? And then they're saying, you think, okay, well, I just worked 15 years or 19 years for what? And that goes for not only just law enforcement, but also nurses, right. you know, they're kind of getting the, the, the end of the, of the stick as well. Also teachers. Right. So a lot of my clients are, are teachers and they're nurses. And I have a lot of clients that are also cops and right. they're just, they're just fed up with it, dude. Yeah. No, it, it's, it's, so, it's, it's, it's crazy to see that like what has happened in the last even 24 months. Sure. Uh, all these positions that were solid jobs, yep. like law enforcement used to be a solid job yep. that you miss a, a good, a decent living, a good yep. living that, you know, you know, when you're a cop, you're like, especially being a little like, oh my gosh, it's a cop. You can't touch him. You can't oh, talk yeah. to him. Like it's super yeah, yeah. scary. Right. Uh-huh. Um, but then you go to the nurses and doctors and they're like saying, you know, what's going on with the system? And they're like, screw this. We don't, we don't want to be a part of, of it. And then you're having like a mass exodus of, of people leaving and then they're like, Hey, I, I, I don't deserve to be treated this way. I don't yeah. want the work conditions and whatever is going on. And you know, that's why I love that. You know, what I, what I do, I talk about culture. It's like what, what culture do you want to create within your company? Of course. And you know, a lot of people care. A lot of people don't care. It's just, yeah. but I guess, what do you want? And it's just kind of crazy to see that all these, what we thought were dream jobs are sure. everybody's leaving yeah. them. And we can't even fathom it. Like, why would you ever leave being a nurse? Like it's such a solid job. Yeah. Cause you know, we hear, you know, when we were younger, oh, I've been a nurse for 30 years or whatever. And you're like, wow, yeah, that's kind of my expectation is, yeah, once you're a nurse, you're a nurse forever. Of course. But we're actually hiring people and seeing people all the time. Like, oh, yeah, I was a nurse or I was this or I was that. And I'm like, what? What You left? People are getting out earlier. Right. Than, than the 30 years, 20 years. Right. right. Same with teachers. Like teachers right now are yeah. getting out and bouncing out early yeah. because, yeah. you know, it's 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 a the system. It, it's such a cliche, like go for your dreams. And it's, but it's so true. Like when I took that leap of faith after seven years of doing that job, I was beyond scared. Right. Cause I'm like this, I don't know if this is going to work, but I'm going to make it work because right. I'm not going to fail at this. And if I do fail at this, okay, I'll, I'll go try something different. Right. I will not go back to that. Right. So I, I got a question right. to ask you just if, if there's someone out there right now that, that is in the position that you were in, say, you know, back in, I think you said 2013, mm-hmm. you know, July 3rd, 2013. Yeah. Um, that you you left law enforcement if if, what advice would you give someone right now that that you can say kind of was in that same position that you were in that has this you know we i can call it like a fork in the road if they go one way and it's the safe they you know they're probably going to be okay for the rest of their life yeah well there's another path that they're saying i have a lot of hopes and dreams and i want to go down this path but i'm i'm what do i do i'm i'm kind of at this fork of do i pick safety or do I pick jumping off the cliff and going all in? What, what advice? Cause that's what essentially kind of what you did is you, you know, you were at a fork of, yeah. you know, I could stay in law enforcement or I can, you know, do my own thing yeah. and, and go all in, 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 in what you're doing. What would you tell someone that's at that fork? I'm sitting at that fork yeah. looking at both lives, kind of you know, almost like a, a movie screen, a trailer of both lives of what could, ha- what could happen. Sure. Sure. And I think it really depends on the person. But for me personally, if you are sitting here listening to this and going, man, I, I kind of feel like I'm in that same boat with whatever job you're in. It doesn't have to be, I know we're picking law enforcement, but right. it could be any job you want that you hate. Right. Right. That you're not satisfied with. Right. Once you're truly satisfied or dissatisfied, you'll find something that will satisfy you. And that goes even for fitness, for, for you know, if you're poor, until you're truly unhappy being poor, you won't fix it. Right. Because I hear that every day. Oh, I'm poor. Well, what are you going to change it? Nothing? Okay. You're, you're not that worried. About you're not that. that worried about it. It's right. not that, you know, so the day you finally are fed up 
And when you talk about the fork in the road or that defining moment, it was not, it actually happened before I met my mentor. Really? I was in a relationship with, with a girl and she wanted to go to the movies and it was like three days before payday. And I just paid my mortgage. You know, I bought some groceries. I was literally in the, in the red and I just barely started dating this girl. This is 2012. Okay. Right. Maybe beginning of 2013. I remember thinking in that moment, I couldn't even buy her a movie ticket, bro. I had to wait three days to take her on a date. Really? Right. So she ended up, I, I mean, I remember just telling her, Hey, I don't, I'm not getting paid yet. And she, it wasn't a big deal to her. She's like, I'll just buy us. I'll just buy us tickets. It's not a big deal. I just like barely start dating this chick. Right. And it was that moment where I'm like, I can't even buy you a movie ticket. Like what wow. am I doing with my life? Right. I was already almost in the red. I think I had like $7 in my account wow. before payday. Cause I mean, it was like, I was just maxed out as far as once my mortgage is paid for, you know, your car, your phone, gym, that adds up, dude. Quick. Right. Oh, for sure. So I remember thinking, man, I have like seven bucks in my account. I can't even buy you a ticket to go to the movies. Wow. And it was that moment where I'm like, dude, I better change. I better, I just better change something right now. Right. And then, you know, you, that, that defining moment happens and then you go to sleep and the next day. You're like, well, I guess I'm nothing's changed. So I'll just keep doing what I'm doing, right. you know? And it, that was when I, when I, when I, uh, when I ended up meeting Rick and kind of going through all that stuff, um, is when I really decided to, that was like almost like fate. Like, okay, right. I'm meeting this dude. This is what I want to do. I'm already into, into fitness training. I'm already, I've already been fit my whole life. I played sports my whole life. This is probably more my passion right. than what I'm currently doing. Right. So um, that was the defining moment. I couldn't yeah. even, I couldn't even buy my girl a movie ticket, bro. It was, it was literally like, as a man, you're like, dude, that's, that's tough. I mean, cause dude. it's like, well, especially as like, not only like a man, but like, dude, you're like a police officer. Like you're badass. Like, you know, and then you're like, Hey, like, you know, can we wait like four or five, yeah. you know, whatever. I mean, that that's tough. But the cool thing about that is like, you know, you can, some people, and it's okay. Like some people will definitely be okay with that. Sure. But, some people are okay with, yeah. with whatever job they're in. I have tons of friends. They're, right. they're happy with where they're at. They're content. Right. Nothing wrong with that at all. It's the moment you start complaining about it right. that you need to change. Right. And then, you know, complaining about taking it to another level is like you did something about it. Like I always talk about, look, you can dream all you want and hope all you want and want, want a life that you dream of whatever, but you have to have a like massive action in the right way and do something every single day of course. to to push through or make a game plan. Like, you know, if you, there are some people out there that are like, oh, I've, you know, I've had this idea for a year and I haven't done anything. Well, do you really want it? Or like, how bad do you yeah. want it? Cause if you yeah. really wanted it, trust me, you'd go out and get it. Just like, you know, the new Jordans drop. Well, everybody's got the new Jordans. Well, you wanted that really bad. So you went and got them, whether you bought them on, got them on the drop or you got them on stock X mm -hmm. or goat yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Like, obviously if you want to change it, like yeah. it's kind of the same principles. Like you'll make, you'll take action to do it. I always tell people like you're, if you really want that big of a change, you would do something about it or sure. go find someone like, and yeah. I'm not saying like, you're not just going to wake up with an epiphany and say, I have my life written out. Yeah. But like with you in, in fitness and nutrition, like you're okay. I'm going to go get a mentor and figure out how to make an action plan to, to get out of what I'm yeah. doing. I'm going to start the action. Even if it's one step every yeah. single day and one, you know, that 1% better right. every day. Exactly. And I tell people that I even mentor to do what I do is write a vision board, dude, write a year vision board, a five year and a 10 year vision board. Right. And right. be realistic. Don't be like in a year, I'm going to be a millionaire. Like, dude, just be realistic. But I tell people, right. Those three a year, what's a year out from now look like. Right. And what's the steps to do it. Right. So if you're listening to this right now, write a one year vision board. This is where I want to be in one year. And here's the 10 steps it's going to take in order to get there. Right. Right. And it could be a little board in your room, whatever. And you're crossing that off every few months of whatever your, whatever your steps are. Right. And then a five year and your 10 year could be the big, Okay, this is where I want to be in 10 years. 10 years is a lot of time, dude. It is. To, to do some a damage. A lot can happen in 10 years. Of course, good or bad, right? Right. So if you write that 10-year vision board, it should be some crazy stuff that should scare you. Right. Like, damn, I don't think, am I going to have a Lambo in 10 years or whatever your goals are, right? right. Am I going to be financially free in 10 years? It's so possible. Five years is really possible. Right. But that 10-year vision board is the most um, important one to do because that's like where your end goal is. But you can't get to year 10 without doing year one. Right. I mean, you, you're, you're like, I'm a hundred percent believer in vision boards. The crazy, cause the crazy story, which you know we'll get, I'll hurry and, and tell this, but so we were moving to this house we're in right now. And I had, you know, lived in a house, got divorced, packed all my stuff up, moved back to my mom and dad's house. Cause yeah. they were basically living in, a, in another state they had a, a, a lake house somewhere else. Yeah. And so I'm that, like, well, I'm gone. Childhood. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm like, I'm gone 20, 25 days a month. Anyway, I'm not going to go get a place just for myself sure. and some boxes. Right. Sure. So I'm like, Hey mom, dad, I'll just move back in your house. You, they had plenty of room. And so I packed everything up, then moving into this house with my now wife. Um, you know, we were dating at the time I was unpacking some stuff 
And we moved here in uh, June 2020. And I was I found a vision board that I had for a long, long time oh, nice, ago. Nice, and I'm like yeah. looking at it. I'm like, oh my gosh. Dude, I was staring at this thing and just started like sobbing. Yeah. I'm not even kidding you. I had the exact watch that was on that wearing the exact watch that was on that. What vision was the board. time frame? It was. So I made that vision board back in 20, like 13. Okay. And this was 2020. Sure. And like, and I looked at that every single day and like through the divorce and through the move, like I just put it away and kind of just, you know, I was not, yeah. not, I'm not saying I wasn't in a good spot, but it was a tough time in my life. Like I don't, yeah. I don't wish, you know, that situation on anybody. Sure. And it probably made you stronger though. Yeah, no, it definitely yeah, came yeah, out stronger. And you know, I, I learned a ton from it. Mm -hmm. Um, but the, like I had the exact watch I had on, I've yeah. been on the exact vacations that was on that vision board and I'm not even kidding you. I had the same color year make and model of a Bentley in my garage at the time. And was like, I have that exact dude. color. Like, and it was the only year that they made this color. It was like, and everything like, and the thinking about it before, like totally fate because like, it was a weird situation how I acquired the car yeah. and it was a very specific one that was a super speed and it was um, a lot of Bugatti parts in it because they teamed up that year when Volkswagen and Bugatti did a thing back in 2010 yeah. and the Veyron came wow. out. They put a bunch of parts in this specific, yeah. like it was crazy and I always wanted that one because I like the dark gray with the black wheels and like all of this stuff. Well, let me ask you this. When you made that vision board in 2013, what was the end date? For everything you had, were you beating that, or was that a five year, or was that a ten year? Like that was kind of I would I don't think I put a date on it, but that was like okay. almost like end goal. Like sure. that's where I want to be when that's I grow the top up. mountain. Yeah, like that was I, I definitely want to be have this dream board when I grow up, quote unquote. Sure, sure. And like you know, one was a nice home, and I had a nice home, and like all these things. Well, I sold it, and but like all of these things, yeah. and like I, but like it's that subconscious mind, right? Like I looked at this for years, mm -hmm. for you know, say yeah. between twenty thirteen and you know twenty nineteen when I got divorced, I looked at it for years, every single day. And sure. it's just crazy. Like it, it's nuts that I had like the exact, and I didn't even, I don't even, I can't even say that I bought it because of the vision board. I just bought them because I always wanted them. Yeah. And then I'm like, I wanted them because they were on my vision board. And like, I did everything I possibly could to earn that. Like I gave mm -hmm. myself steps of like, you earn this much money or this much in, in, in sales. I'm going to buy X and like made these, these because well, a vision goals. board is great. And people that I, that I mentor when I have them do these vision boards, you have to have steps. You can't just put Lambo in 10 years. Like you, right. what's the steps to get that, right? What's the steps as far as making money um, or whatever that may be? I want a family. What's the steps? We well, got to meet somebody first and so right. forth. So like you have to have those steps, right. which is crucial for a vision board. Yeah, like if you want a, you want a wife, well, you got to ask somebody yeah. out first. Like, you can't skip, <laughs> yeah. you can't go to step five without doing one, two, three, four, right? right. So like that's where people, they want to skip these steps. They want to, I want to be a millionaire. I want to be fit. It's like, dude, you've been, overweight for 40 years. Like right. it's going to take some time and there's steps in this process. Right. And that goes for anything as far as being shredded, being rich, uh, you know, whatever you want in life, you have to go through the necessary steps. We yeah. all did. Yeah. And you know, for some people like you have to look at like, like me personally, I like to look at like the one step ahead because sometimes if you look in the brown, you know, the grand scheme of things and it gets a little bit not depressing, but like overwhelming, you're like, Oh yeah. my gosh, there's this huge thing. Because if you're going from like, Hey, I want like a, you know, I say a million dollar home or yeah. a, whatever that Which is. Which is like standard now. Yeah, but. yeah. I mean, shoot, I mean, now like a $2 million home, right? <laughs> right. Um, you know, and you want this quote unquote life, but like, it seems way overwhelming. But you're sure. like, hey, I'm going to, like the first step is I'm going to get, you know, knock out this debt of and then that debt and then yeah, I'm yeah. going to pay off this or pay off that or buy this in cash. And then we're going to go on this vacation and we'll, we'll keep building it up. Yeah. Then that doesn't seem so big, not, right? Like steps. Yeah. And like, well, you know, I yeah. used to do cross country running in high school and mm -hmm. I would kind of just look down and look up sometimes and look sure. down and look up yeah. sometimes, but you're I'm taking just, each step. I'm just focusing on the path in front of me yep. and just keeping a good pace. Yep. Because if you look up and you're like, oh my gosh, I have like, you know, however many miles left. Yeah. 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 I'm, this sucks. It's defeating. Dude. Yeah. But if you just keep moving forward and push yeah. forward, even if you took a couple steps back yep. at the end of the day, you look backwards, you're of more, you're further along than you were. Dude, I've been doing what I've been doing as far as nutrition coaching for a little over 11 years. And I, that is the number one thing I preach to people is yeah. When we first meet, we're going to say, this is your end goal. It's going to take you a year to get there. Right. If lose a hundred pounds, we never focus on hundred pounds, dude. If they're 300 pounds, well, guess what? Next week we focus on 298. Right. Right. And next week we focus on 296 and so forth. Like we don't focus on your end goal, which is 200 pounds of year three. Like, so it's all about these little tiny baby steps. Same with water. A lot of, I tell a lot of clients, you got to drink about a gallon of water a day. Right. They picture in their mind, this big gallon, this, you know, this big jug of water. I'm like, that's overwhelming, dude. How about you break it down a little 16.9 ounce water bottles and right. you got to drink seven of those. Right. 
it's those little things. And when I, when I make it in their mind that just, oh, just drink one of these water bottles every two hours. Well, by the end of the day, they, they're way over a gallon, dude. Right. Because it's so simple. Like, oh, that's just like four gulps. Right. Right. Dude, that's so true because I, I can't drink. I don't like big water bottles because I, unless I'm like, overwhelming. but like, it's overwhelming. Cause overwhelming. I'm like, oh my gosh, like yep. I got to keep pushing through this. Especially like if yep. you're conscious, like if I'm golfing, I can run through a gallon. Like it's nothing because sure. it's like, it's like subconsciously I'm sure. just, you know, taking swigs of yeah. water. But if I'm like, Hey, I'm going to drink a gallon of water today. I have it's the hard, hardest yeah. time, hard. but you're right. Like if I just pop open like a little, you know, 16 ounce of course. bottle and I'm just popping them all the time, refilling yep. them, popping them. And you look back and Simple. you're like, man, I just drank 10 of them. Simple. That's more than a gallon. Yep. Yeah. No, that's that's really good advice. If you're trying to do that for course. sure. Yeah. That's, that's an easy way to do it. And that even goes for when I say, Hey, someone's doing some cardio. It's like, don't look at the hour you have to do or 30 minutes just get to 10 minutes and then see how you feel. And right. most of the time at 10 minutes, you're like, oh, I can keep doing this, dude. Right. What does 15 minutes look like? Right. And right. so forth. And so that goes for anything as far as goals, being rich. Well, you want a million dollars in your account. You have to start with a thousand dollars first right. in your account. And then you save it to 10,000. And before you know it, you're like, well, I'm at a hundred grand in my account. That's cool. Like that's where people just get so overwhelmed. Right. So you can use that terminology for any type of, any type of goal in life is just sure. these baby steps. Right. And even you're taking some steps back. Right. Dude, I have the most successful clients I've ever had. When I pulled their program after a year or two, there is, I can point out all these times where they're like, oh, you gained weight there. Oh, you gained weight there. Like every few weeks, they're going to, they're taking a step back because right. they're human. Right. Right. And so you're always going to take that step back. But as long as you're moving forward, that little step will add up into a mile eventually. For sure. And if you think everything's going to be perfect, you, you're wrong because no. nothing in life is going to be perfect. Never. And I tell someone, dude, when I, like I signed up someone yesterday and they're like, I want to be a 10 man. I'm ready to do this. Like a 10 meaning like they want to eat clean. They want to just, you know, start off with a bang and go ham. And it's like, right. you, you, I'm going to talk you away from being a 10. Right. Give me a six. Right. We'll work our way up to a 10, but 10's not real anyway. Right. If you could be a 70% of the time you're eating clean, you're going to see your results for sure. Right. And so going at 10 and being perfect, it's just not real in, in anything in life. Right. And you know, so, you have that balance too. So I mean, and, and what you don't want to do is you want to go, Hey, I'm going to be a 10. The first week you get burned out. Oh, of and course. Then you're like, I can't, I can't no, do this. Dude. And then you go back to, you know, a zero. Yeah. Of, yeah, yeah. Like, Hey, like it's like, dude, you know, let's, you're a 10 one week. You're a three the next You're a five. Yeah. Like just give me a seven consistently. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I dude, I love that. that. That That's super good advice. That's the mindset you need. So going back 2013, man, you leave, you leave uh law yep. enforcement. Yeah. You know, I you, took that leap. And that's when my sales started to increase more and more. Cause now my focus was just my clients and learning how to build up my nutrition business. Right. right? And so, um, once I started doing that, we fast forward to 2015. So I've been there for about four years now. Okay. And you're working with for, this. with this guy. Yeah. I'm working okay. for him. He has about 10 consultants. Okay. So he's making some really good money, right? We right. can kind of see that he's like our goal. We're, you know, all of us are like, man, his schedule's fully seeing 50 people a, a week, right? We're seeing like seven, right? you know, because it's hard to build up a clientele, you know, in anything. It's right. just hard to, and not only that, you hire me, you see, you you lose all your weight. Um, Now when you're done with your program, I got to go find someone else to fill your spot. Right. So it's yeah. a constant. I never like, actually really thought about that. Like yeah. That. yeah. I mean, if you're a hairdresser, people need haircuts forever. Yeah. You're, no, you're probably gonna be my client forever. Yeah. I never thought about it like that. Of course. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's, that's a tough, dude. You gotta hustle. It's tough, man. You have to hustle and the money's never guaranteed. Right. You know? And so my job is to make sure you never need me again. So after six months of working together, you reach your goal. Good job, bro. Get out of here. You're good. Now I got to find someone else to replace Jason. Wow. Right. And so that's right. the constant hustle because I don't want, I don't want you to need me forever. I did my job. If you need me forever, I didn't do my job. Right. Right. So the goal is to make sure you can do this without me. Right. Now, all the time people will call me after a year and go, dude, I need, I need, I need, you know, I need right. to come back. Yeah. I mean, you know, it is people. So they, of course you know. they need the accountability. Right. And so I would say half my clientele, maybe 40% are return clients. Really? Just because when they were seeing me, they had great success. And then once you stop having that accountability of someone to check in with, you kind of start falling back to those old right. ways. Which is funny because a lot of people don't think they want to be accountable to anybody. Like, oh, I just want to do my own things. So let me do my own thing. And then it's like when they lose that accountability, they're like, man, like I wish I had someone to sure. hold me accountable or at least check up on me and sure. say, Hey, what's going on? How are yeah. you doing? You need help. Or they're doing it for five years on their own and they're not seeing progress. Right. I just posted something on Instagram the other day where it's like, dude, you've done this for five years on your own. Hire a damn coach already. Right. Right. Like invest in yourself, hire someone that can actually get you there. Right. Cause five years is going to turn into 10 and so forth. Right. So like just hire some higher professional that knows what he's doing. So 2015 rolls around. I go to my mentor. I probably given him about 200 grand of my own money. It was a 60, 40 split. Wow. 60% for me, 40% for you. Right. Now at the time when he hired me, I would have given him 90%. I wouldn't even cared. 
right. just to get started. I would be like, dude, I'll give you all my money. <laughs> just like, For can sure. I just sleep at your house or what? I don't, <laughs> I don't have any money to pay my mortgage. Right. So 60, 40 at the time was not a big deal. Four years in, you're like, hmm, I'm actually getting my own clientele now, right? Because you're your own walking billboard. Right. For anything, right? If you if you are a trainer or you're a nutrition coach or in the fitness space, if you don't look the part, I'm not saying that you're not. There is overweight or out of shape personal trainers out there that know what they're doing. Right. Right. Or overweight nutrition coaches. They're smart still. I'm not taking that away from them. Right. But a lot of people will not hire you if you're not living it. For sure. They just won't. No, I mean, you go to the gym, you see some of those trainers and you're like, you're dude, you're a trainer. Like, no offense, yeah. but like you're a trainer. No, I say that all the time. Like, yeah. I'm, the dude's probably smart. You know right. what I mean? Maybe he has some type of degree. You got to focus on yourself. Right. If I'm poor, how am I going to give you financial advice? Exactly. It doesn't work. Exactly. So when you're your own walking billboard, I'd get clients everywhere. I'd be at the gym. I'd get clients at a bank. Hey man, what do you do? So I'd give him my card. I was getting all these clients, but I still give him his 60%. Right. And so now I'm like, oh man. You know, at first it was cool. Now I, I'm starting to see the light where I'm like, maybe I should just, even my own clients would say, you should be, you should be, how come you're not him? You should be, you should be the guy. Right. Right. Why are you paying someone else? And I was stuck in that little umbrella. I've already made that first leap from leaving my job. Right. Four years later, now I'm like, well, I'm in this little umbrella. You know, he still gives me clients sometimes and I'm just, my name's not on the door. So it's like a safe space. For sure. And then the moment where I'm like, okay, now I'm going to jump. And I, when I went to him, I said, dude, I think I deserve an 80-20 split. It was very fair. I felt like I was being very fair. Right. This is 2015 in October. And uh, so I guess seven years ago, almost to the, to the day. It was yeah, like October yeah. 12th. Wow. I went to him and I said, hey, I want 80-20 split. I've given you enough money. You're still going to get your money, but I think I'm getting my own clientele now. I'm starting to kind of go into my own space. Right. You know, he told me to fuck off. Really? I said, all right. Okay, cool. All right. He told me to kick rocks. Dope. All right. I'm out. So within a week I was in my own office. I was in my, I had my own LLC, my own name. It was called Mike Manfrey fitness at the time. Right. Cause I had a good name in fitness and I go, oh, I want people to know who's behind the name. So I was going to Mike Manfrey fitness felt right. And so I started creating my own brand within a week. I was out. I remember I cleaned my desk out that same day. I go, okay, awesome. I'm not going to stay here now. Right. It was, it was another defining moment. It was my second defining moment. Right. Which is, it, which is, you know, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, no. but like, it's just, which, I mean, this is powerful because a lot of people I think are in, probably in this, it's a safe space. Maybe they're, maybe they're on the, under the umbrella of something super sure. safe and sure. they want to go do their own thing and want to branch out. And maybe they're like, you know, they, they're, they're in the same position you are and they feel like they can't, they almost like they don't have their own worth. Of course. Right. They feel like maybe they're someone else's name. They built their whole brand off of someone else's yeah. name, yeah. but really like they're like, you are as good as you want to be, right? Like yep. you, you, you if you branch out, you, you take that leap. A lot of times, you know, it, you know, it could work out, could not work out. You know, it's kind of totally up to, you know, you can kind of guarantee, I'm not really guarantee your own success, but you can hustle for, for what you want. Sure. So I think it's like what you're talking about, is like super powerful for, for yeah, some people to not course. feel like, you know, they, they need someone else or need something to be successful. Yeah. Like you can build your own brand and like, like you're doing. Well, and that took me four years to get that courage. Right. So, you know, sometimes I look back and go, what the hell was I waiting for? You know what I mean? It's almost like I needed him to tell me to fuck off to do my own. It's like bank. that closure. Of course. It's like, oh, I don't really want to burn, you know, burn. Cause I, you know, I like him. He's my mentor, but then it's like sure. at the end of the day, it kind of sounded like, sure. it's, screw you. I guess yeah, it, you it's know. almost like I, it was like an eye opener. Like this dude really doesn't care. Right. Right. I guess more worried about the, the money, the money. I mean, 20%, if you look at it, it's, you know, you're instead of giving him, you know, 60, 40, it's 80, 20, 20%. Dude, right? it's not you're that, still making money off me. Right. I mean, it's just, I just felt like I was worth more than that. After it wasn't like I came to him after six months. Like this has been four years, dude. Right. I've given you tons of money. Right. So, and if you would have told me, sure, I'll give you 80, 20, who knows how long I would have stayed there. Right. Right. And it was just a blessing in disguise. For sure. You know, so I, I was really pissed at the moment. I look back, I'm like, man, that was a blessing because I would have probably stayed. Right. And I would right. have just kept giving him my money. And a lot of clients would put that in my mind. Like you should just be him, you know? And so, and at first I was like, no, I can't, I can't do what he does, man. This is, I can't be on my own. This is that's scary. Right. So only, anyway, so within a week I was in my own office, my own name, Mike Manfrey fitness, starting to create my own brand. Now my name is on the door right, right. now. Now the, the rent's on me and now it's my name on, on the door. It's, it's a little more scary for sure. So now this is my second leap of being on my own. And the funny part is during this time, I was actually getting ready to compete in Miami for really? for nationals. Wow. So, and I was already signed up for the show obviously because the show is in November and you, you know, you sign up for a few months before you start competing for sure or getting ready for the show. So not only am I now looking for a new space, I'm getting an LLC. 
I, I'm stressed out, right? Yeah. You know, I'm getting ready to compete in, in Miami for nationals. Like it's a lot on my plate. I remember that was one of the most stressful months of my life, dude. October, wow. November, 2015, such a stressful month. Wow. And uh, he was even threatening, like he's going to sue me. I, I, I can't take my clients with me, right? And here's right. the thing about that. If I'm your client or you're my client and I just say, hey, dude, I'm bouncing over here. I'm moving. Right. Who's going to stop you from coming to see me? Right. Right. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. Like if, if you cut hair and you say, I'm leaving Fantastic Sam's to go to Supercuts, I'm just going to go wherever you go. Right. How, was, how are they going to keep me there? Right. So he wanted to say, I took all these clients with me. When in reality, I just said, hey, I'm going over here. You want to come? This is because I'm sure you're paying for me. You're not paying for my, the software. For sure. Right. And that's another thing. I had to find new software. Like, you know, he had his own software. So anyway, he was like, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to sue you for taking all these clients. They don't want to stay here, dude. They're just going to go wherever I go. Right. So I was able to take pretty much hundred percent of my clients with me. Wow. Which was that's nice. Awesome. And at yeah. the time, I think I was seen about 25 people a week. Wow. Which I mean, was awesome. And, that, and that's good. Like that you, that's kind of like an aha moment. Like, okay, I didn't need that. No. Yeah. Right. I didn't, I didn't need that, that umbrella or that, you know, that, that crutch or whatever you want yeah. to call it that I really was my own person. Sure. I can, you know, they have that confidence. Like, sure. okay, I'm doing the right thing. And I was scared. Even if I had to start from scratch and, and zero, I would have made it work. Right. right. I mean, I would have, I would have really hustled as much as I could to make that work looking right. back. Um, but it was nice to have that little bit of a safety net where I still had a bunch of clients for sure. I wanted to still like, see, you know, me. pretty much automatic revenue right there. Yeah. 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 So um, anyway, I did that for a few years and then, you know, where the name evolve culture came from, we, we, we fast forward to 2019. I hire a business coach for the first time. Okay. Um, he tells me, bro, you got to change your name. Mike Manfred fitness is no good because my clientele, even to this day is more of the average person. Like, you know, the stay at home mom, the, the, you know, the attorney or the doctor that wants to lose 50 pounds. Like that's my niche. It's not bodybuilders and, and men's physique. I, I men's physique is my passion, right? But it's not going to pay the bills. Honestly, sure. it's actually really hard to have a whole group of people that are competing because quite frankly, a lot of people that are competing are poor. Right. Right. No right. hit on the, on the bodybuilding community. Cause I'm one of them. I did 10 shows you know, right. Um, it's just, I tell, if I really want to make money in this business, I had to focus on the masses because right. most people that want to compete. That's 5% of the population for sure. I mean, maybe 1%. It's right. really not yeah, that big. It, of, it's a small, it's a small little market. Right. How about I focus on 90% of people that need to lose weight? Right. That's what, that was my target audience for sure. So that was my goal. And that was my goal from day one, really. But in 2019, I, I was, I wasn't getting as much business as I thought I was. And it was the name Mike Manfrey fitness. The word fitness scares a lot of people. Really? They would look at my Instagram. They would see that I do, I compete and they would think, well, this dude, guy just does people that want to do hmm. bodybuilding shows. That, that, that would, that makes sense to me. It, yeah, sure. it did. And at yeah. the time it didn't, but hiring that business coach kind of opened my eyes up a little bit and outside perspective saying, dude, and my Mike Maverick fitness was red and red was like just a bad color. It was just, I didn't realize for four years I was doing it the wrong way as right. far as, you know, I still had, I think I went from 25 clients when I first left in 2015, I was probably at like 65 clients a week. Wow. Uh, which is like decent. Yeah. No, that's good. It wasn't bad, but now I see 120. Right. Right. From rebranding my name. Wow. So Evolve Culture, you know, me, my business coach at the time, he goes, dude, you, you have to take your name out of it. It can't be your name anymore. Like your podcast, not, it doesn't have your name in it. Right. It's culture camp. Right. Right. And he was telling me, Mike Manfrey cannot, your name cannot be in, in your business name. You need to get, get rid of that. Right. And I was offended at first. I was like, dude, I just spent four years building up my own brand. I have t-shirts and hats and how right. dare you? <laughs> For sure. I have a logo on my wall. <laughs> right. <laughs> Making me change all this shit. What's wrong with you? Right. Yeah. Rebrand. And they're yeah. not cheap. Rebrand. They're not, not cheap. cheap. I mean, when you're looking back, you're like, I had a bunch of t-shirts and hats. Like it wasn't a big right. deal. But to me, I was like, what the hell? Right. You know, my blood and sweat and tears were in this, in my name. For sure. So we eventually, you know, I came up with Evolve Culture. I was like, dude, I was online for like a week, just like looking up names and like, what's, what's a good name that's not going to scare people. I don't want the word fitness in it at all. You know, and I actually came across uh, fitness culture, which is mm -hmm. Steve Cooks, right? Yep. Who is like, you know, legend. He's a man. And I loved his, his, the, the fitness culture. I just loved that. And I was like, man, okay. So I want to use the word culture, but I don't like to use fitness. I don't want the word fitness at all. Right. Cause fitness you hear fitness culture. That's a gym. Right. I'm not a gym at right. all. I'm a nutrition coaching, right? And it's sure. more of more of a consulting that I don't want to be in a gym. So anyway, I ended up finding the word evolve and, and it was first going to be evolution culture. But I was like, I think evolve. People, everyone wants to evolve. Right. Just in life. For right? sure. It has nothing to do with even working out. Right. Just, you're just evolving. And that goes with not only just physically, but mentally, spiritually, like you can evolve. It means so many different things. So I came up with the evolve culture and 
we decided to do the, my, my color is like a more of a mint. So it's more of like a, a soft, like open color. It's not like a red, you know, where it's just like, so in your face, right. It's crazy how colors matter so Bro, much in branding. nuts. Yeah. And we did a whole study on this mint color for my evolved culture. And it was just, it's just very open to both genders. It's not, you know, uh, one way or the other. So evolved culture was born in 2019. That's awesome. And at the time I actually was right in the process of ending in my lease where I was at with Mike Mantry fitness. So it was just a perfect time to switch offices and switch names. It was just, everything was new. Right. So evolved culture was born and then, um, you know, and I'm at 120 clients a week. Wow. And that has been so hard to, to keep, right? Because like I said, those 120 clients in 2019, when I opened evolved culture, weren't there. Right. Right. I mean, I'm usually signing up a client. They're with me for six months to two years. Right. But like when you're done with your program, now I got to find something to fill that spot. Right. You know, the problem with my job right now is that there is a ceiling. There will be a time where I'm, I'm pretty much maxed out now, you know? Right. So, but I'm always taking on new clients because I love helping people. So, and people are finishing their program. So I always have a few spots every week. So, um, but I love Evolve Culture and I love, I love what I stand for. And, and basically it's, it's all about nutrition. I love we, that. We man. spoke about that earlier. Yeah. 80%, dude. It's, it's, I tell people, go to your local gym, go to that gym for a year and see how many people that are in that gym that do not change. Right. They just don't. And that's so true. Like it's you said, so we were talking true. about that earlier. Is like, like thinking about it. Like, man, there's people that I know at the gym for years that I'm like, man, that person hasn't not hasn't changed, changed at all. Much or, and maybe they haven't gotten worse, right? which is maybe that's why that's what the gym is saving them. Some people right. go to the gym really just to stay the same, right? Like they, their goal is just not to get fatter, right? right. Or, or not get worse. So maybe they're staying the same and they're happy with that. But there's a lot of people in the gym that want to get better right. and they don't understand how important nutrition is. Right. So people, they just don't know how to eat. So like, you know, talking about nutrition, we can dive into that for a, a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've heard, you know, I actually watched a couple of your, po- or you had a podcast with, uh, um, I think he had, you were talking on something, a reel or something about, I, I was watching on Instagram, you were talking about the difference between, you know, dieting, nutrition, eating, like healthy lifestyle versus like, you know, and at the end of the day, it's just a deficiency. Like you just, yeah, you know, all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Like, you know, talk about that. So and then true. also I want to talk about, you know, how nutrition can help you be in like an optimized you know, mind optimized, like in business and in life and yeah. like health wise. Cause you now I, I've had like my own health struggles You know, I was in a like hundred percent liver failure, kidney failure. Jeez, and I ended up uh, like having cardiac issues and you know, got, got defib back to, to, to life. But wow. now like, I really understand how important that stuff is now. And like, I'm, I'm still in the process. Like I'm, you know, my kidneys, congratulations to me and got back up to 60%. Yeah. Um, with, you know, down wow. from zero. And so like, I've been really like, I've been taking some time to really focus on my health. Cause sure. like, you know, I used to be, you know, two thirty, big dude. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I love golfing, couldn't really golf. And what I was, what I was noticing, admit, like I was big, but I was unhealthy. Of course. And you know, everybody's oh, Jason, you're so big. You're so big. But inside I'm dying. I mean, I'm literally dying. Like yeah. doctors are like, dude, you got to do something. You got to yeah, change yeah, something. Yeah. Cause you are dying. Your kidneys failing because of your weight. So kidneys are failing. I, when I did a, uh, my bodybuilding competition back in 2018, I got really, really bad rhabdo. Um, really re- bad rhabdomyolysis, which I don't, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but yeah. um, it was, it, it took me out, man. I mean, I basically, I gained 60, I gained 80 pounds in five days and went from my competition weight to 262 in five days full of water. I mean, they did the whole catheter thing in my feet and drained Jeez. my water. I mean, I was, dude, I was exploded. Sure. Water it was huge. And um, it's kind of affecting me. My kidneys are so damaged that they haven't really come back much. But now, well, I've been doing some things to to. My attitude is, that, man, I'm just going to live my life, and whatever happens, happens. But yeah, yeah. But, but recently, probably in the last probably the last six months, um, I've really paid attention of how I how I was having a hard time playing with my daughter. Mm-hmm. Like she's like, Dad, just get on the ground and play with me. And I'm like always laying down on the ground because I'm not flexible or sure. like trying to do something and I'm like mm-hmm. breathing heavy and I'm mm-hmm. like, what is the matter with yeah. me? Like I'm in shape, quote unquote. Yeah. But then you go to the you know go to the doctor and do all the blood tests and they're like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. And um it all kind of stemmed from we were in we were in a uh, Puerto Varda with Keaton um Hoskins and his his, uh, his wife and Trevor and his wife and you know Jeremiah and everybody and they were like Dude, you look like I mean, dude, I'm like dying. Like I'm like, sure. like I'm gonna die. I sure. look great. Yeah, yeah. They're like you look like shit. Yeah. And so, <laughs> um, I went home, got a bunch of blood tests, and they're like, dude, you gotta change something, like, cause you're not gonna, you know, last very long. I mean, yeah. I, I was my kidneys were in like the seven, seventeen, eighteen percent. Yeah, your GFR. And, yeah, 
and they're just not good. Yeah. And you know, they're like, what, what is the matter with you? Like, I'm like, well, that's I, like, I mean, 15% dialysis. Yeah. No, they're like, so. do you not feel like shit? I'm like, yeah, but like, yeah, I'm yeah. used to, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm always thinking like, Hey, if you look good, you have to feel like shit. Right. Sure. That's always my mentality. Sure. Cause yeah. You know, as far as like getting shredded and stuff. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So, but now I'm like, what are my goals? I want to be here forever. I yeah. want to be with my daughter whenever. So I've like shed a lot of weight. I've get, shed almost 30 pounds and even a muscle of trying to be more flexible. I've been working yeah. on flexibility yeah. and cardio and eating healthier and eating cleaner. And I've never felt better. Of course. Um, and I was the guy that was falling asleep at eight o'clock at the dinner table because I'm so tired and up training. But you're a young dude like too. Yeah, so I mean, you I'm, shouldn't be, you know. Yeah. No, that was, yeah, it was, it was you're stupid. Like what, 32? And I'm 28, man. Damn, yeah. bro. I'm only 28. Living um, it. But, um, Jeez. but yeah, I mean, so like talk about nutrition and like how much, cause everybody, like we were talking about before this podcast and I, I've you know been going on this rant too long about how people think that like working out is all or nothing, like, you know, it's all of it. And then nutrition, it's like, yeah, I'll just eat, you know, whatever, but I yeah. work, I work out to eat whatever I want. Like, you know, sure. then there's a lot yeah. of that mentality, but then also how like nutrition can help you be that optimal human being of course. just, just with, yeah. on, you know, firing on all cylinders and in, in every, every you know, way of life. Well, most people are overtraining in the gym and underfeeding. Really? Right. My biggest clients that are four or 500 pounds, you would look at them and go, they must eat all day. No, do they eat twice a day? Most people don't eat enough. Really? Right. They might eat 5,000 calories at one sitting, right? <laughs> but they're not eating for another eight hours. Right? right. So like, let's switch that and let's, let's consume calories every two or three hours, smaller portions. Right. Everyone's heard of that, right? The five to six meals a day. It's very effective. You can, you'll hear people that say that's, you don't need to eat five, six meals a day to lose fat and you don't. But when people are consuming calories every few hours, it keeps their blood sugar level stabilized. It keeps them feeling full throughout the day. Cause what happens is when you have cravings, it means your body's not satisfied. Really? So what happens is when people go all day without food, they eat like a bird all day because they're cutting calories. Right. And right. then by five o'clock, when it's time for dinner, seven o'clock, they're super ravenous. What do you think they're consuming when they're super hungry? Yeah, not good things. Bro, are you ever hungry and go, man, I want tilapia right now. Right. No, no. of course not. I'm, I got a box of crumble upstairs. Yeah, I'm like, dude. Damn, damn, I'm hungry. That's <laughs> it. Cookie. That's where people <laughs> fail is right. that they're so ravenous and so hungry because their blood sugar levels are so fucked up, up and down throughout the day. There's roller coaster of blood sugars, right? Right. Cause they're eating something bad. Then it drops and then they're eating kind of good. How about we just keep it balanced and stabilized blood sugar levels. Right. And so if you consume food throughout the day by seven o'clock, you're not going to have that crazy craving because your body's satisfied. And then you overeat, get so full. It can't even yeah. move. Like, yeah, the average person, the average American has their biggest meal at night with their family. Right. Right. And when they have that big meal, what are they doing after that big meal? sitting on the couch sitting down watching netflix bro with the family yeah. right yeah. and what are those carbs and all those calories doing chilling just kicking it <laughs> yeah. right so my method and it's worked for 11 years now with a few thousand people that i've helped you're consuming food every three hours to keep your blood sugar level stabilized and it keeps you more full throughout the day you don't feel like you're on a diet right and that's why my company is called evolve culture but below evolve culture is nutrition plus lifestyle for that's sure. very important i wanted that in part of my part of my logo because you're eating, you're, you're doing nutrition, but it has to fit your lifestyle. You know, I tell a lot of my sure. clients, it's not nutrition plus perfection. It's not nutrition plus cut out carbs. It's nutrition plus lifestyle. Yeah, Cause a lot of people think that you can't have a life. Like you, when, yeah. they, when they, when they, the average person looking at you, the way you look freaking like a Greek God over here, they Small would shirts. not they, yeah, they would not say like, okay, he's got a, he, they'd say you have no life. Of course. That you've never have any I've fun. I've had people tell anything. me that. Yeah. The, well, you, must, you must be a loser, bro. To spend all this time in the gym. I'm like, it, I spend an hour. It's, yeah. it's all eating. It's all done through, you know, they always say abs are made in the kitchen, right? For such sure. A, such a true. Yeah. Because I think so, during my competition, I don't know, I work out a core a little bit, but yeah. it was all like cardio and kitchen, course, right? Like yeah, that's all food. Dude, my training, when I'm on stage at 3% body fat, when I went fit when I was about 3%, two and a half. I get super shredded just because I'm, I'm a small guy as is, so I can get shredded easily. It's, it's actually hard for me to put on size. But when I was 3% body fat versus now I'm probably around 10, my my workouts really aren't different, dude. Right. Like my workouts when I was 3% versus now, they're really not that. I mean, there are maybe a few tweaks and certain stuff, but overall, 90% of my workouts are still the same. For sure. It's the eating that got me from 10 to 3. Right. Right. And so that's what people don't understand. You know, you can be on the street and be like, Dude, how much do you bench? I'm like, it has nothing to even do with that. Yeah, people that's ask me all the time. Like, Why does it matter? Thing. Like, yeah. I've never, like, you know, on stage, they don't ask you, hey, you know, no one knows. Number 12, how much do you bench? Yeah. Like, when I would get ready, people, when I would get a lot of my clients ready for, for competitions for men's physique, I told them all the time, they don't care how much you can lift. Right. It does not matter. You know my motto? It's not much you can lift, it's how much you look like you can lift. Right. 
right? So true. So true, dude. Because people will be like, what oh, do you bench like 405? It's so like, dumb, bro. Yeah, it's such well, a bad trying, mindset to have. I'm not trying to rip my tendon out no, of my shoulder. No, dude. Do you think I'm going to the gym and, and maxing out on anything? Yeah. Absolutely not. So right. it's more about how much you look like you can lift. And the most aesthetic dudes out there, the most aesthetic people, male or female, are not the strongest. Right. Right. That's why power lifters look the way they look. Oh yeah. And bodybuilders look the way. Well, it's, no. not, it's not like, it's not my goal to be the heaviest lifter in the gym. Dude, weight pushes weight. Right. If I'm 150 pounds, right. But I look really good. I'm not, you know, benching 400 pounds. Right. Because weight pushes weight, obviously. Sure. So yeah, you want to maintain your strength, but it's all about nutrition, dude. And that's what I've been focusing on for, for now 11 years doing this. And really with my new company with Evolve Culture, that's why culture is such a good word. And you use the same word you know, for, for sure. yours, culture camp we have to make it a culture. If you just want to, that's why these, these bullshit ass, like 90 day cleanse or, you know, it's a three month program. And what's like, dude, what do you do on day 91? Right. Right. Like I'm going to cut a carbs for 90 days. Awesome. Yeah. What happens on day 91 when you put those back, when you're, you when you're super gravy, up, blow up. bro, you're just going to blow up. Yeah. Right. And so I really do preach there's diets out there for everybody. My way is not the only way. And when someone sits down with me, I tell them, listen, we're going to find out what diet works for you. That's what people don't understand. They'll hit me up all the time on, on Instagram. Hey man, what's the best diet? Well, like who, who am I? Like it's all the, depends on the person, right? If there's just a one diet for everybody, wouldn't everybody be shredded at Walmart? For sure. Have you been to Walmart lately? Right. No one's shredded at Walmart. Right. No, for sure. <laughs> right. Like, because there's not just one and there's not one diet fix all. So people have to start asking the right questions, which is what diet is right for me? Right. right. That makes more sense. And maybe keto will work for you, dude. I'm not a fan of keto at all. I'm one of the biggest keto haters out there. Really? Doesn't mean that keto doesn't work. Right. Keto is very effective for certain people. For sure. I mean, internally, I mean, some people, their their levels and their, their blood work has been amazing because of keto. Right. But the average person, eight out of 10, cannot cut out carbs forever. There's that two, for sure. there's that 20% where some people, they can't eat carbs. Okay. Keto is probably your best friend. That's right. awesome. Yeah. That, and that, I even have clients so on true. keto. So when people say I'm the biggest keto hater, it's like, yeah, I even have, I have about seven, eight, eight clients that are on keto because that works for them. Right. And I'm okay with that. But if you sit down with me in my office for the initial consultation and say, I can't live without carbs, why would I put you on keto, dude? For sure. It just doesn't make any sense. It'll just make you break everything course, I tell you. dude. Right. And so how about we find the right type of carbohydrates that work for you? Right. So there's, there's obviously healthy carbs and bad carbs. Right. But I would say 75, 80, 85% of my clients are eating carbohydrates. Really? Right? If you go on my, I'm the number one Google rated nutritionist in Utah right now. I have almost 300 reviews. I'm coming up on 300. That's awesome. 305 star reviews, dude. That's awesome. It's like pulling teeth trying to get reviews from people. Right. You know, but I always tell my clients, I want you with me for at least four or five months before you write me an actual review because I want an honest review from you. For sure. Which is, which is respectable. You can't like after two weeks, like, hey, give me a review. You know, yeah. that's just, that's just not going to be good. Right. But if you go on there and read these reviews on Google from, from uh, my company, Evolve Culture, they're all talking about how they're eating carbs every day and losing fat. People are blown away. I had a client this morning text me, dude, I'm eating bread every day, losing fat. Cause really? in your mind, you're like, well, you got to cut out bread. Right. If you want to lose fat, bro. You can't eat bread. Right. It's wrong. Right. It's the type of bread, right? Exactly. Then so, the, you know, there's a lot of different can't eat pasta. No, it's the type of pasta, you know, quinoa pasta, which is better than white pasta. Right. You know, there's all these little things like cauliflower rice, instead of actual rice at night. For sure. You know, you can just switch some of these things out. And where I come in with my, and the reason I've been successful, at least with my clients of, of helping a few thousand people is people want to be told what to do, right? Yeah. Most people know what healthy foods are. My client is 500 pounds. If I said, hey bro, write down five healthy foods, I'll give you a thousand bucks. He'd probably be able to do it. Right. But why are you overweight? Right. Because they don't know how to apply it to their life. For sure. That's where I come in. Well, and that's what like I liked about like I loved my competition because it was so, like I say, I thought it was so easy. I woke up, I was in a routine. I knew exactly what I was supposed to do. Yeah. Exactly what every meal looked like. Yeah. Exactly what every workout routine like. Exactly. I built it around my work schedule. Sure. It was so easy. Now, like when you go to the gym with no plan and like no, it's hard. Like for my, for just speaking for me, for my mental capacity, I don't like going to the gym. Like, what am I going to do today? Of course. Well, I feel like working the arms. Okay. Well, yeah, arms. Yeah. And then it's like, well, you know, that person's using a machine, so I'll change it up. But it's like when I have a routine, I'm like, okay, I'm going to wait for that dude on the machine yep. because I have to do it. And so like my, you know, yeah. I think most people are like that. Like they just want to check a box, boom, 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 go home because they completed something. And then when they have their nutrition, yep. check the boxes, boom, 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 boom. Yep. I completed it. You don't have to think about it. It goes back to the vision board that we spoke about earlier. Right. It's the steps, right? It's that, it's the blueprint. 
if I draw you a picture of a house and say, here, build that dude, you're gonna be like, well, how do I build this house? If right. I'm like, no, here's the picture, but also step one, you put the wall up here and step two, you nail the nail here. Like if you had a step by, that's the whole point of a blueprint, right? right? When someone builds a house, for there, sure. there's blueprints, yeah, obviously, right? And still same with your body. If I say, hey, mill one, you're consuming seven ounces of this, 12 crackers, nine almonds, that detailed, it makes life easier for people, right? Right. So when they sit down with me, I'm saying, I'm telling you exactly what you're eating all day. Just makes life easier right. for you. So how, how can nutrition help someone with fatigue and, you know, brain fog and everything? Cause yeah. I hear about this all the time. And especially, you know, in the, in a lot of the spaces that cut ton of fat because, you know, your brain needs, you know, nutrition and sure. stuff. Um, you know, how, how can that, like, you know, if there's like a, a person out there, you know, it's like, man, I'm having brain fog or this or that or the other, like, and you know, get their nutrition. How important is it to get that nutrition in, in, I've intact? read numerous studies for, uh, a low carbohydrate diet affects your, your brain. Right. Right. It, you don't function well. You're not productive at work. Right. Well, like you, you during prep your last week of prep, I mean, I don't know about you, but like a lot of people during prep, they're like zombies, man. That is like so yep. deficient. Yep. And like, that's people yep. are like, oh, that's so unhealthy. But I'm looking at people I'm like, well, Peak you're, week. you do that every single day. Peak week is hard. Yeah. Peak, actually, but yeah. it's funny. Maybe, maybe you're different because we're maybe different body types, but for my peak week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'm loading up on carbs. Right. I would say peak. like the, a week before peak week is tough. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's tough. Cause when, when you're, when you're three months out from a show, it's easy. Right. Cause you're just going through the motion. Right. It's that peak week. It's, you know, it's a little harder, but yeah. that's why it's not for everybody. Right. But yeah. Um, you know, tons of studies have said that, you know, bad diet affects productivity, right? Mood. Right. You know, relationships. I mean, when you're, you know, people, a lot of times people fight cause they're hangry or they're, you For know, sure. that's so, a real thing in my house, dude, <laughs> honestly. So nutrition of, goes way beyond just looking good. And that's again, what I preach to all my clients. Like, yeah, we want you to be fit, but less it's, it's literally a full circle of when you eat correctly, everything in life is better. It For really sure. is, especially your job, your productivity, you know? Right. And, and if you're not eating breakfast, you're, if you're missing meals throughout the day, you definitely have brain fog. Right. For sure. Well, and then you, if you're feeding yourself that every three hours then it's, it's, uh, it's, it's fuel, right? Like you're having the energy, you're having that because everybody, you know, like after you eat, you kind of have that little spike of energy and then yeah. everybody says you have the quote unquote crash. But I always feel like it's, you know, cause you eat the wrong things and you maybe over That's, what, that's right? the key word right there is right. when you have the crash, what did you consume? Right. Right. When people have their, their, um, their Turkey dinner, right. For Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. people take naps. Right. Right. You always see be like, you oh, know, the whole family, yeah, the whole family's passed out at 4 PM, 5 yeah. PM because they ate so many calories at once. Your body's trying to digest that and it tires you out. Right. So that's where the smaller portions of food come in more frequently because you're not overfilling your body with 3000 calories at one point, right? You know, you're eating two to 300 calories for a meal and then moving on and doing that same process every right. three, three, three hours. But we're also people fails. They're eating the wrong food combinations. Right. That's where a lot of people don't understand that either. For like, sure. You're, you can't just eat carbs and call it good. Like you need a protein to help balance that out. Right. There's the glycemic index. You've heard of that, mm -hmm. which, you know, carbohydrates are given a number as far as how high the sugar is. Right. 55 and below is considered where you should be. But there's also something called the glycemic load. You know what that is? Mm -mm. Basically, if you eat something, if you eat banana that's high in sugar, that's, you know, an 80 on the glycemic index level or a 70. If you eat a protein to balance that out, now your body's going to treat that and digest it differently because you change, you change the glycemic load of the food. Really? Pretty crazy stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. So if I should eat a banana by itself, it's going to have different impact on my blood sugar, right? And usually blood sugar fructose is different on your blood sugar than anything else, but... If I eat that, my body might digest that that banana very quickly. It's higher in sugar. Right. But if I add a yogurt to that, some type of protein source, it's going to change the glycemic load of that. And so my body's going to digest it differently. Really? I did not so, know that. I don't think yeah. a lot of people know that because they're like, oh, that. I'm eating fruit. I should be good. Yep. Dude, so many people that will hire me, they're not eating bad. They're just, they're having too many carbs at the wrong time or too many fats. Right. You know, even with my clients, I'll go through and show them on the meal plan itself, I'll say, listen, if you had an avocado at night and you had two tablespoons of olive oil, you just went from 30 grams of fat to 60 right. in one meal. Olive oil is healthy. Avocados are healthy. Right. It's all about timing. It's all about where should we put this? And, you know, so some people are just, they're just eating, they're eating healthy, but they're eating too much of, of one thing at the wrong times. Right. Right. And so it's pretty crazy when, you know, people go, yeah, well, I have oatmeal and, and fruit in the morning. Isn't that healthy? That's great, but that's just straight carbs. Right. Right. Where's the protein at? For Where's sure. the fat's at? For Help sure. Balance that glycemic load. Wow. That makes sense. Yeah, it's a total, total sense, man. I, I I never, I guess, you know, through my, I mean, I guess 
really the only diet I've ever done is like my my bodybuilding one, and that sure. was just straightforward. Like it's just eat chicken this, and rice. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> super Pretty simple, much. dude. I like no lie. I would start blending the chicken up in a blender. Oh my gosh! And bro. drinking them. That's crazy. Um, on the road because I was yeah. on the road so much. So uh-huh. I would I had a six pack bag, but sometimes I would just freeze. This is disgusting, but I would freeze blender bottles oh full gosh, of chicken. Dude. I put a little onion in there to make sure. it flavor. <laughs> um, but they have chicken and a little bit of onion blended up. Yeah, just straight up in water and then I'd freeze them. Yeah. And then I'd eat the slushy throughout dude. the day. Just that's dedication. Dude, it was, it that, was dedication, but I was a little bit crazy, that's but dedication, dude, my mind was like, I just have to get this done and I just got to eat. And it's like, still to this day, I'm I'm the guy that's just going to eat because I need to eat. I'm not ever, I never eat for enjoyment. Sure. Like people, they'll like eat a pizza. Like, oh, that was okay. I'm like, man, it was pizza. Who yeah. the frick cares about it? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. Like I'm not that guy that's like, oh, this food is so sure, amazing. Sure. I'm like, I feel like that's most, at least men that I deal with, they're a little easier to, to, to work with than women. Sometimes women just want more, they want more variety. They want more balance. Not right. all, but and from my experience, more women want more, more balance and variety. And the guy's just like, give me whatever, dude. Yeah. Just tell you me know what, what I mean? Eat. Yeah. Just tell me whatever I'm eating, you know? Yeah. So again, not, not for all, but it's, it's, we're just easier, right? right? As far as that's concerned. Yeah. Not, not, not to say that women are difficult. Yeah, no, they're not difficult at all, man. Yeah, no, (laughs) no, but yeah, that's, that's where people just have lack of knowledge when it comes to nutrition. And that's why when I was a trainer at 20, you know, at 24 hour fitness, when I was a trainer there, I would work out with the client for three, four days a week. We would call what I put sweat equity, right? We're going to equity out of the sweat. We're killing it. Well, that hour long workout was awesome. What about the other 23 hours of the day? Right. That's where I had no control over their eating. For sure. So after a month, which is way more important than after a month, I'm like, bro, you look the same. We're getting stronger, but how come we're not losing any fat? I just didn't understand the process. Right. Right. Maybe they lost a pound or two in a month. I'm like, we should be, we're killing in the gym. We're sweating. We're, we're doing good. I know how to work out. Right. What are we missing? I didn't understand at the time. Right. Right. And so that's where nutrition I realized is the 80%, right? It's the other 23 hours that follows your hour long workout. That makes the biggest difference for sure. And that's why most people at the gym look the same. Wow. Right. And so when someone goes, wait, I can actually hire a guy that will tell me exactly what to eat, when to eat and how much to have. There's no guessing on my part. Right. Right. You're not, you're not going to go download my fitness pal like this. My program is my fitness pal. Like, you know exactly what you're consuming all day. Right. So this is where I've had success because I tell people what to do. No, I love that. What to eat. They take the guesswork out of it. Dude, right? It's like, so just, simple. It's, it's a, it's a roadmap to, it's so to simple. success. Right. I mean, it, it's like, you know, just a, a road atlas. Yeah. Say, here, here's what you do. Here's and how then you, get there. you have the accountability on top of that. Right. You know, uh, of having to check in with somebody, you know, especially my Monday clients, my Monday clients are the most dedicated in my opinion, because after the weekend, like my clients I see on Friday, well, they have after the weekend when they cheat, right. They right. have their, I, what I call free meal. Right. They have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday to kind of get back on track. Right. Right. If I see you on Monday, you better have your shit together. Right. Right. Because you probably had your cheat meal on Saturday or Friday night. And so you only have a day or two to get back on track. Right. Right. So like that's that's accountability is number one. If you read my reviews or just talk to anybody and anybody in life, having accountability, having a coach, a mentor in nutrition and fitness and business and anything you want to do, you need a mentor. Right. No one's above it. For sure. No one's above it. And coaches, I have coaches that pay me and I pay their coaches and it's just, there's no one above it. There's just a trickle down effect. Every coach has a coach. That's cool. Right. Yeah, for sure. So the baddest dudes on the planet, Ed Milet or whoever, right. They all have coaches for sure. Someone got them there. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Right. So sometimes the word self-made and I've said that before I'm self-made man. Like I just did this on my own. Yeah. I dude, I, I don't, I don't believe that there's hardly anybody out there that's self-made. No, it, man, it, no. A team, I mean, dude, it is it, a team and everything, even, even in bodybuilding, like behind Phil Heath, there's an entire team behind Phil Heath. Like, yeah, yeah. The, you know, you might not see, but yep. there's an entire team behind it. I mean, it's, it's a, it's an yeah. individual sport, but it's really a team sport. Oh, it's, and that goes for anything. Anyone that's successful, they have teams, they have mentors. Everyone which was shown was given the keys and say, this is how you do it. Right. Right. If they're successful. For sure. I'm not saying there's people out there that haven't been self-made, but you know, I, I've actually are. gone away from saying the word self-made because it's, it's not true. Right. Cause we all have mentors. And you want to give those credit to people that have helped you along the way. Yeah. Good and bad. Dude, everyone deserves their flowers, man. Right. Everyone deserves their flowers. For sure. So, so, Dang, dude, we've been we've been jamming on this for a long time. I love it. Let's go. Um, one one last thing I want to ask you, or I guess just how do how can people connect with you and then uh, find out more about Evolve Culture and maybe if they're interested in uh, getting some coaching from you? Yeah, of course. So I I see a lot of my clients um, here locally, um, but I do have tons of online clients as well. And so you can reach me at uh, mikemanfree.com um, or just find me on Instagram, mikemanfree underscore. So there's a Mike Manfree 
on Instagram that doesn't even use his account. And I've been trying to reach out to him so I don't have the Mike Banfrey underscore. Yeah, nice. So he hasn't reached back out to me. That's the same with the guy that has jasonhaugen at gmail.com. Drives me nuts. He's some realtor in Texas. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody, he gets my emails everywhere and it pisses me off. Because our names are really aren't that common. Yeah. As far yeah. as last name. Yeah. I'm right? like, what so, the heck, man? Yeah. How, who's the person out there? <laughs> right. That, yeah. Just let me have your email. And so we yeah, battle yeah, yeah. back and forth. He'll always email me. Like, yeah, stop yeah. having people email me. So that. So I'm like, dude, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. So funny. No, but yeah. I mean, if you're out there listening, I would really say find someone, not necessarily me, but find someone, dude, that you can just like copy their success, whether you want to be a coach and or someone that's in real estate or, um, find a mentor, right? And if you're trying to be fit or trying to be rich, find a coach that will get you there and find a coach that's already been there. For sure. Right? Do not find it. If a coach is trying to tell you how to make a million dollars and he's not ball, he's not balling, right? Don't hire him. Right. I know it sounds bad, but it's so true. It's so true. I mean, it's you like- You can't live at home with your mom and I'm gonna tell you, you're gonna tell me what to do with my money. Right. Right. And if and someone's overweight, again, not saying they don't have the knowledge because they probably do. I have a lot of, know a lot of people with degrees. They're smart. Right. Bro, Put it in motion for yourself before you tell someone else how to do it. For sure. If you can't do 20 pushups and you're telling me how to do 20 pushups, I have a problem with that, right? right? If I know you can't even get down and do them, I have a problem. Right. You know, if you're gonna tell me how to get a six pack and you don't have a six pack, that's a problem. For sure. Right. You don't have to be ripped all day long, but you know, and we all let ourselves go once in a while, but right. show me a picture of you having a six pack at one point and I'll listen to you. Exactly. Right. Right. So just live the life. Whoever you, whoever you want to hire, make sure they're living the life for the most part. Right. No, they, they, this has been an awesome podcast. I, I believe so much in nutrition now, especially in this last, last six months of it, how much has helped my body help my, yeah. and then also, you know, we can, you know, whole other subject of hormones and stuff like that, but like nutrition and nutrition has a lot to do with that, especially in women. Dude, nutrition is the best medicine. Right. You know, apart from a few things where you need to take medication, doctors, I have so many clients that are my doctors. They are so quick to write a script versus asking their patients, Hey, what are you eating? Right. Right. So nutrition a lot of them, is the best medicine. A lot of them don't know because they, they don't, don't really teach that. Dude, they pay school. me. Yeah. I have tons of doctors that are my clients. Wow. Right. And they're, they're kind of like little taking like these little, you know, these little things all throw their way, like as far as information they, you know, they, I'm sure they use that in their own practice. Right. You go in there and there's a big poster. Yeah. 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 Hey, that's my poster. Right. Right. Is that a picture of me? <laughs> right. No, but yeah. So, you know, get your, get your, before you go to a doctor, you know, again, there are certain circumstances like you're not going to, you're not going to fight everything with, with eating. But I always tell people, Every time you put something in your mouth, you're either fighting a disease or feeding it. Right. That's it. It's so true. So true, dude. Little mic drop on that one for sure. Right. Because it, it's it's so true. So, Mike, thank you so much for being on the show. One Appreciate thing I want to, the last thing I want to ask you is, uh, I ask all my uh, my guests this: um, What does success to you? What does success mean in your eyes? In my eyes, success is doing something you love every day. Uh, there's not a there's not a price tag stamp to success. I know again, it's, it, we're, we're doing the whole the cliche, you know, do what you love. Right. But it's so true, dude. I know people that are, that feel like they're so successful and they're, they don't have money. They don't, you know, they're not fit, but they're so successful in their own mind because they're happy where they're at in life. And, you know, even my parents, my parents, I grew up poor. My dad thinks he's the most successful dude in the world because he has a great family. He's been married for 50 years. Like wow, that, that's huge success. He right there is, I literally have their wedding date tattooed on my side Really, when they got married because they're just like the epitome of, to me, success in life. He's that's not awesome. rich. You know, they're, they're not fit. You know, there's average people, but they think they're successful because of the life he's living. I love that man. You know? That's powerful. So sure. I think success is really, if you're happy with where you're at in life, I think you're a success. You don't need, you don't need to have a plan to, to call yourself success. That's awesome. Right. And some people that have plans or some people that have so much money and they're successful on the outside, they're the most horrible people on the planet. Oh yeah. I'm, I know a lot of them. I'm sure you do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's success on the outside usually doesn't mean success on the inside. Right. So. For sure. Mike, man, I appreciate you so much for being awesome, on here. Appreciate it. Appreciate your time. Appreciate it, man. Thanks.